you can listen to The Front on your smart speaker every morning. To hear the latest episode, just say, play the news from The Australian. From the journalists of The Australian, here's what's on the front. I'm Kristen Amiot. It's Monday, March 6. The New South Wales government could throw the country's largest coal power station a lifeline. Energy Minister Matt Keane indicated the government could intervene to stop the origin generator from closing in mid-2025 as planned. He says the move could prevent an energy shortfall and help consumers get on top of soaring costs. President Xi Jinping was handed a third term as leader of China's Communist Party and military on Sunday evening. The unprecedented appointment was made on the first of nine days of meetings for China's parliament. Party leadership also announced it would ramp up defence spending to $330 billion to tackle what it calls complex security challenges. The NRL's newest team, the Redcliffe Dolphins, posted an unexpected win over the Roosters in round one of the 2023 season yesterday. History is made and it's great to have the Dolphins on board in the National Rugby League. Full-time, Dolphins 28, Roosters 18. But the win comes as the battle over how the NRL handles concussion reignites. In today's episode, how the Dolphins' debut happened in the shadow of rugby league's biggest challenge in decades. They're the first new NRL team to join the competition in more than 15 years. Can they combine for a first up win? Jesse Bromwich leads them out. The Dolphins arrive on the big stage. And as the debate over concussion rages off the field, it could be a defining factor of the Dolphins' debut. Their arrival in the competition is happening at the same time the NRL is cracking down on concussion. The league's management of the crisis has attracted a new level of scrutiny thanks in large part to pressure from former players like James Graham and the Australian's podcast, Head Noise. I made this podcast with the aim of finding solutions. I'd like concussion to be treated like any other injury. For example, a hamstring tear, where it's accepted that a player would not return to the game until fully recovered. Roosters hooker Brandon Smith was sent off following a head clash in the first 10 minutes of yesterday's game. Brandon, independent doctor. Well, hello. It's one of the storylines of the weekend. We've got another call from the independent doctor. Brandon Smith is taken off the field for what will be a minimum of 15 minutes. A number of others followed. It came after explosive comments from Wayne Bennett and Canberra Raiders coach Ricky Stewart. They want the NRL's independent doctor out of the bunker so coaches and clubs can decide for themselves if players carry on following a knock to the head. Well, they don't trust coaches, mate. Do you think I'd let a player play if he had a uh, concussion or he's concussed? Um, And I don't just trust the player's comments when he comes to the sideline in regards to that. That didn't help us in that game. That's why I talk about toughness. NRL boss Andrew Abdo has defended the league's policy, saying clubs need to get used to the cautionary timeouts ordered by independent doctors. Sports reporter Will Swanton understands where both sides are coming from, but acknowledges it's a complex issue that's unlikely to be resolved in a way that pleases everyone. I mean, it's the most confronting issue for all contact sports to get everyone to agree. It's one thing for head office to say, these are hard and fast rules and we have to do it this way. It's a hard one because that side of it is true. The facts are that it can have a 
terribly sad, lifelong effect on you. But then if players or coaches or whoever say that's part of the game and the players want the choice and if they should ultimately be up to them. And the hard thing is that's true as well. It's hard to strip away an athlete's choice about what they're prepared to risk. It's a bloody brutal sport, rugby league. I don't think I've ever seen or been in a dressing room and seen more properly banged up, beaten up, kind of bloodied and bruised athletes anywhere in the world of sport, but I don't think I've ever seen dressing rooms where they've enjoyed it so much. (laughs) So I don't know. I just think it's going to be an ongoing debate which will probably ultimately steer more towards the mega careful side. But I do get the athletes who say, look, I know what the risks are, but this is what I want to do with my life right now. The Dolphins are navigating the concussion debate at the same time they're building a club from the ground up. It wasn't on anyone's radar when their predecessors, the Gold Coast Titans, entered the competition in 2007. But it's not the only novel thing about them. What the NRL wanted was a club that was NRL ready from day one. So they had to have a fantastic stadium. The Redcliffe area's got the great kind of supporter base. You know, it's not expansion in the way that league has tried to do it before, as in breaking into a new market and growing the game in a whole new area. They've expanded about 45 minutes up the road from Brisbane. It basically came down to which kind of club could come in ready to go from day one instead of needing NRL money, instead of needing to build a a fan base from scratch. Swanton says the Dolphins' debut against the Roosters at Suncorp Stadium yesterday brought the NRL's expansion plans into sharp relief. And for fans, it represents an exciting new era, regardless of who they're barracking for. In one way, it's exciting. It's a new face. It's an unknown. So being, like you say, in an already established league market, the real home of rugby league is probably Queensland. It's the real diehard supporters. So there's going to be a like, massive support for them. Even my dear old dad this morning said, um, oh, I can't wait to watch the Dolphins. And he was... <laughs> <laughs> and that wasn't a sentence I'd normally, but for a sports fan, like it's exciting to see a new team come in. But that whole Redcliffe area and its famous roots going back to Artie Beetson, probably the most popular league player Australia's ever had. So it's a full blown league area getting a start in the big time. This 17th franchise has attracted some of the biggest names in the game. Chief among them is Bennett, who established another Queensland team, the Brisbane Broncos, some 35 years ago. He's credited with moulding them into one of the NRL's most dominant teams. They've got this great old national treasure, living legend of a coach, you know what I mean, in charge of it all. And that makes it pretty endearing to people and fascinating because he built the Broncos, basically, so he knows what he's doing. So, yeah, there are risks, but there is also potential for, if it takes off, It could be one of the great stories of Australian sport this year. If they start knocking off these powerhouse teams, it will be fantastic entertainment to watch unfold. There's also a healthy mix of fresh and familiar faces in the squad. There's not much depth in the 30-man squad. So like we're saying, if they get a few injuries, they're going to struggle because their first 17, you know, it's 17 proper first-grade players, really. And they've they've got some, um, especially in the fourth, like, you know, state the bleeding obvious, but... You know, a successful league team needs hard-nosed, tough 
buggers and the forwards, and they bought a lot of those, you know, 30-year-old-plus forwards from the Melbourne Storm. And their captain, Jesse Bromwich, he was the captain of the mighty Melbourne Storm. He's the New Zealand Test captain. So in Bennett as coach, uh, Bromwich as captain, they've got, you know, two highly respected senior figures. The one interesting thing is the young 5'8", his name is Isaiah Katoa. He's only 19 years of age. He's the best player in his position in schoolboy rugby union in Australia. He just had future Wallabies fly half written all over him if he wanted to be. But he's ditched rugby to go and play with Wayne Bennett at the Dolphins. Young Isaiah Katoa is showing why Wayne Bennett chased him from Penrith. He's an Australian school. Every club needs like a superstar player for people to get excited by and to follow. You know, it's a tall order for him, first first grade game, but if he turns into something, you know, exciting and pretty spectacular this year, that's the kind of thing especially that will get people behind the Dolphins because he kind of represents them, if you know what I mean, like young and flash. So I think at the moment you've got, you know, dear old Wayne Bennett is the face of the Dolphins, but ideally you don't want dear old Wayne as your face for the whole year. You'd rather have this 19-year-old superstar who's starting to rip in to the established players. So I think there's a bit riding on him. He could take the whole thing from this intriguing level into a really properly interesting one. Stay with us. After the break, the concussion debate clashes with an unlikely round one victory. Access a world of true crime podcasts on CrimeX Plus where award-winning journalists take a deep dive into unsolved cases. Every week, we're waking up to a dead woman, a dead mother, sister, auntie, grandmother. It's not good enough. From the team that brought you The Teacher's Pet, Shadow of Doubt and Dying Rose, unlock early, ad-free and bonus content from brand new series and flagship shows such as I Catch Killers with Gary Jubilin. One was shot in the mouth and I thought he was dead. Another one been shot with a shotgun and I got the overspray. Search for CrimeX Plus on Apple Podcasts to start digging deep into the world of true crime. National Rugby League debutants the Redcliffe Dolphins took to the field for the first time at Brisbane's Suncorp Stadium yesterday afternoon. It was an away game despite being just over a 30-minute drive south of their home ground. Great to be here on this historic day for Rugby League, the debut of the Dolphins. The crowd has turned out 35,000 in the house for this perfect day of footy. Put your fins up. That is the war cry of the locals and they are hoping their team can deliver today. The debutants put early jitters aside and exploited a string of Roosters' errors to even the score at half-time. Marshall King! Oh, Marshall King! He's on the tarmac with plenty of support! No one will catch Tabuo Fino! That is a try down the highway for the Dolphins! With one half of first-grade footy under their belts, it was try after try for the Dolphins after half-time. Dolphins then, what a chance, Katoa! And what a pass! Here they go, it's a stroll! It's a Sunday afternoon stroll to the corner for a Sarko to score. This is extraordinary. I feel like we've walked into a way better ambush. The Dolphins are winners in game number one. Amazing stuff. 
I mean, it's a bit of a shock, really. Like, the Roosters are one of the teams everyone's picking to potentially win the comp. So for, you know, the Dolphins to come out and knock off one of the real premiership heavyweights and to do it the way they did it, the physicality and the ferociousness of how they played, like, it was really entertaining. But I mean, the game really is the winner. It was really stirring stuff to watch. Of course, hanging over that unexpected victory is the concussion debate. Swanton says it's unlikely the independent doctor is going anywhere this season or in future. It's such a brutal sport, you're always going to have head clashes. And part of the attraction of the sport as a viewer is that physicality. So how do you maintain that while looking after players? The whole history of rugby league is built around that so-called toughness but so-called toughness might not be in the player's best interest. I think the independent doctor, he will keep making these calls because I think when it really gets down to the nitty-gritty, the NRL will err on the side of caution. The independent doctor is the side of caution. So for better or worse, I think it's better. I think you've got to look after players. But for better or worse, I think whoever this mysterious independent doctor is, (laughs) I think he's here to stay. Will Swanton is a sports reporter with The Australian. Round two of the 2023 NRL season kicks off this Thursday with the South Sydney Rabbitohs taking on the Penrith Panthers at home. You can follow our coverage all season at theaustralian.com.au. I'm Sarah Lamarquin, Editor-in-Chief of Stella and host of our podcast called Something to Talk About. Every weekend we publish a new episode where you'll hear compelling personalities, strong opinions and thought-provoking conversations. I wanted to be able to do it in my time when I was ready and speak my truth when I was ready. The topic of when do I become a mum, that is in my mind 24-7. Search for Something to Talk About wherever you listen to your podcasts.